is the Healthy Family Show, and I am your host, Jenny Hatch. Today, I'm going to read an article that was recently published at the Gateway Pundit, written by an attorney named Tin Canova, talking about the Brunson case, which the Supreme Court is going to consider, and this is regarding the overturning of the 2020 presidential election. I started hearing about this case several months ago, talked to my husband about it, did a little bit of research, and we both determined that it really didn't have any sort of possibility of working. And yet in the last week, there have been several stories published at the Epic Times and here on Gateway Pundit with this piece written by Tim Canova, who teaches law. And even though it feels like this is a long shot, there's no possible way it could work. This morning, I felt something powerful as I listened to one of the brothers on a video as he talked about the constitutionality of what he proposed. So I'm going to play a video that the sound is the journalist from the Epic Times and another guy on the internet just kind of breaking down the case. The video is about six minutes long. And then I'm going to read the guest post from the Gateway Pundit so you can just hear it. All of the links are in the header of this show and over on my Substack. I would encourage you to consider the action alert if you feel like there was any fraud during the 2020 election, I would encourage you to click on the action alert button in the header and do the things recommended to encourage the Supreme Court to weigh in on this case and perhaps send a few bucks to the Brunsons in Utah. And um, we'll see what happens. Apparently, January 6th, 2023, exactly two years to the day after the January 6th melee is when the Supreme Court is planning to hear this case. Kind of ironic. Here's the audio of those videos. Supreme Court was interested enough in the case where they actually, the clerk called them personally and asked if they could speed up the submission, suggesting that they will, that they are taking interest in it. Meaning, for me at least, that means this is credible enough and this is legitimate enough to talk about because I think, it, I think the Supreme Court is, the Supreme Court is showing signs they're going to accept it, let's put it that way. Now, this is a lawsuit, folks. This Brunson v. Alma case, this is a lawsuit against Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, former Vice President Mike Pence, and 385 members of Congress. Hear that? 385 members of Congress. Folks, it alleges they broke their oath in office by voting against a proposition for members of Congress to investigate claims that enemies of the Constitution rigged the 2020 election. The interesting thing with this, though, is they found they found a way of getting around the election fraud allegations. It's extremely interesting. 
this is actually not a case alleging election fraud. And this is important because I think a lot of people thought it was about that. This is a case saying that they violated their oath in office because part of their oath in office, they would have they would have a responsibility to investigate credible accusations of fraud that was, in fact, brought by members of Congress by refusing to investigate a case that was brought up by, I believe, over 100 members of Congress. They violated their oath in office. They violated the responsibility to the American people. And by doing so, violated, did, did committed an act that could make them essentially, well, in violation and able to be removed from office. If this lawsuit wins, that means 385 members of Congress will lose their jobs. They will get kicked out of office. Not only that, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be removed from office. And in not only that, but Mike Pence will also never be allowed to run for president or anything ever again. They, these politicians, 385 members of Congress, every just about every Democrat or everyone, I believe, as well as many Republicans, would never be able to hold any office in America ever again for the rest of their lives, including like local city council member positions down to the lowest level of the government to the highest. They could never hold office again if this is affirmed by the Supreme Court. And not only that, not only that, but it would actually restore Trump to office because he would have been the legitimate candidate. This is incredible, frankly. Um, I think it's, a, I do say, I will still say, I say, I think it's a long shot, folks. I think it's a long shot because this would be the Supreme Court basically, base, basically, this would be the Supreme Court voting to just completely purge the U.S. government and reform the U.S. government. It's, but again, they would have to rule in the Constitution. If you go by the Constitution, this is a constitutional matter, and they very likely did violate their oaths in office. If, if the Supreme Court looks at it solely from a constitutional stance, there's actually a strong case for it, frankly. And again, they have shown enough interest in it to suggest that they will at the very least take the case. Although we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not given false hopes here. We will see if they even take it because again, early January is when they vote on that. <laughs> to the Ben Armstrong Show, folks. So glad that you have joined me. The Supreme Court of the United States actually has a case that they can now use against Biden, his administration, Kamala Harris, and Congress to face treason. It's a treason case for their failure to uphold the U.S. Constitution when they just went ahead and went forth and approved the 2020 election and ignored the threats to the Constitution. And this actually goes back to January 6th. And you can even connect dots, which I will, to the FBI and what they were doing on January 6th to make this all happen. But to, to make this all happen so that they steal the election and, and not have an investigation. This is not a case that has to prove the election was stolen. This is a case that only has to prove 
that they neglected their sworn duty to uphold and protect the Constitution when they knew there was a threat against the Constitution, even if it is an, a threat that is proven to be false. The fact that there is a, a whole bunch of Congress members, like 100 other Congress members, saying a threat to the Constitution has occurred in stolen elections, and you refuse to look into it, you are automatically violating your oath to the Constitution because you have to investigate credible threats to the Constitution and when other Congress members have brought up that there may be a threat to the Constitution and our process and our elections were stolen, by ignoring that, you have violated your oath of office. You can be removed from your office. The Supreme Court could rule and remove all the people who were responsible for the stolen election is basically what this case is. And how did it get there? The case was brought by four brothers, the Brunson brothers, and they're from Utah. They first filed September 23rd, 2022, a petition for writ of Sarah Tarati, October 24th, 2022. The petition was docketed, and on November 23rd, 2022, the Solicitor General of the United States Department of Justice replaces the U.S. attorneys. So we'll see what happens. Here's the article from the Gateway Pundit from Tim Canova. While there has been much public attention on the U.S. Supreme Court's present consideration of the independent state legislature theory in Moore v. Harper involving North Carolina's redistricting, that case would not immediately upend the 2020 presidential election. In contrast, a little-known case that appeared recently on the court docket could do just that. The case of Brunson versus Adams not even reported in the mainstream media, was filed pro se by ordinary American citizens, four brothers from Utah, seeking the removal of President Biden and Vice President Harris, along with 291 U.S. representatives and 94 U.S. senators who voted to certify the electors to the Electoral College on January 6th, 2021 without first investigating serious allegations of election fraud in half a dozen states and foreign election interference and breach of national security in the 2020 presidential election. The outcome of such relief would presumably be to restore Donald Trump to the presidency. The important national security interests implicated in this case allowed the Brunsons to bypass an appeal that was frozen at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit and get the case to the Supreme Court, which has now scheduled a hearing for January 6, 2023. The Brunson petition for a writ of Serti or Ari, I don't know how to say that, Serti or Ari, would require the votes of only four justices to move the case forward. 
It seems astounding that the court would wade into such waters two years to the day after the congressional vote to install Joe Biden as president. But these are not normal times. Democrats may well push legislation in this month's lame duck session of Congress to impose term limits and a mandatory retirement age for justices and thereby open the door to packing the court. Such a course would seem to be clear violations of Article 3, Section 1 of the Constitution, which provides that justices shall hold their offices during good behavior. In addition to such institutional threats to the Supreme Court, several justices and their families have been living under constant threats to their personal security since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Perhaps these institutional and security threats have provided powerful incentives for the court to put Brunson versus Adams on its dockets as a shield to deter any efforts by the lame duck Congress to infringe on the court's independence. Or perhaps conservatives on the court are serious about using the Brunson case as a sword to remove public officials who they believe have violated their constitutional oaths of office by rubber stamping electors on January 6th without first conducting any investigation of serious allegations of election fraud and foreign election interference. Moreover, recent weeks have brought a cascade of news suggesting the likelihood of an impending constitutional crisis that could be difficult to resolve without the court's intervention. It is now clear that the Bureau, Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, was colluding with social media giants, Twitter and Facebook, to censor news of Hunter Biden's laptop in the weeks leading up to the 2020 election, a most egregious First Amendment violation intended to rig the election outcome and perhaps to install an unaccountable and criminal puppet government. Meanwhile, the January 6th committee may soon send a criminal referral to the Justice Department to arrest President Trump, even though his reinstated tweets are a reminder that he was not calling for insurrection, but for peaceful protest on January 6th. More recently, the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, C-I-S-A, was reportedly working with big tech to censor election critics. Supreme Court justices may well see these approaching storm clouds and conclude that the court's intervention is necessary to prevent larger civil unrest resulting from constitutional violations that are undermining public trust and confidence and the outcomes of both the 2020 and 2022 elections. When criminals break the law, state and federal statutes to rig an election, we are dependent on prosecutions by law enforcement agencies that have sadly become politicized and complicit. When they break the constitution, the supreme law of the land to rig an election, the only recourse may be the Supreme Court or military tribunals. As the Brunson lawsuit argues, 
all of Congress was put on notice prior to its January 6th vote by more than a hundred of its own members detailing serious allegations of election frauds and calling for creation of an electoral commission to investigate the allegations. Moreover, the Office of Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, was required to submit a report on foreign threats to the 2020 presidential election by December 18, 2020. That deadline was set by executive order and by Congress itself. When December 18th came and went without ODNI submitting its report, Congress should have started asking questions and investigating. In fact, DNI John Radcliffe announced on that day that the 17 U.S. intelligence agencies he was overseeing had found evidence of foreign election interference, but were split as to its significance. And whether such breach of national security was sufficient to overturn the outcome of the election. And yet there was no action whatsoever by Congress, no inquiry and no investigation. Instead, Congress approved the possibly fraudulent election results on January 6th without asking any questions of the DNI and the intelligence community. When the results of the 1876 presidential election were in doubt, Congress created a special electoral commission made up of five House members, five senators, and five Supreme Court justices to investigate. In contrast, in early 2021, Congress had nearly two weeks to investigate before the January 20th date of the presidential inauguration. Had Congress waited even just one more day to January 7th, they would have received the long-awaited ODNI report reflecting a split in the intelligence community and the DNI's own conclusion that the People's Republic of China had interfered to influence the outcome of the presidential election. As Dr. Barry A. Zuloff, the analytic ombudsman for the intelligence community, concluded at the time, the intelligence community shamefully delayed their findings until after the January 6th Electoral College certification by Congress because of their political disagreements with the Trump administration. This paints a picture of collusion and conspiracy involving members of Congress and U.S. intelligence agencies to cover up evidence of foreign election interference and constituting the crime of high treason. The Brunson lawsuit does not claim the election was stolen, merely that a large majority of Congress, by failing to investigate such serious allegations of election rigging and breaches of national security, violated their oaths to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, an oath also taken by Supreme Court justices and members of the U.S. military. The fact that the Brunson case has made it to the court's docket suggests profound concerns about a lawless January 6th 
Congressional Committee, politicized federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies, and major constitutional violations intended to overthrow an elected government by manipulating the outcome of the presidential election. That's the end of the article. The writer is a professor of law at the Novus Southeastern University Shepherd Broad College of Law in Fort Lauderdale, where he teaches constitutional law. And I put a link to his faculty biography. There are several references here that you can click on at the header of the show and over on my Substack, linking to the articles and cases that this writer referred to when writing and sourced when writing this piece for the Gateway Pundit. So this story is just starting to, to shake out. Tim Canova was the one who wrote this article at Gateway Pundit. The Epic Times has written several articles and made several videos about it. Noah's nightly newsletter was the one journalist out there who broke the story. So good for you, Noah. We're all in your debt. I am healthyworld.substack, uh, jennyhatch.substack.com, healthyfamilies.substack.com. I've covered this on both of my substacks. And we'll be talking about it as much as possible in the coming days, weeks, and months as this story unfolds. All I know is this morning as I was watching videos tied to the story and a video by one of the Brunson brothers, who's a legal scholar, as he un explained his thinking, I felt the Holy Spirit witness to me that what he was saying was true. And in all of my political deliberations and the things that I search that are right and true, it is that confirming spirit that I feel from the Lord that lets me know there's truth in what I am reading and what I am hearing. And so I share it with you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. And I want to shout for joy that the rule of law in America is still alive we're still functioning as a republic, as we were intended to do, and if we will all reverence the law of the land and this mighty document, the Constitution of the United States of America. This United States Constitution is what is going to enable us to rebuild, renew, and restore our republic to its full glory after this weaponized deconstruction into total and complete fascism with nasty multinational corporations running our government, running our intel agencies, running our health agencies. It all needs to be exposed and it all needs to stop. This is Jenny Hatch. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you have a wonderful day. The future is so bright so filled with light. I can hardly stand it. I can't wait to see how this all unfolds over the next few days. God bless you and your family. Thank you for, for tuning in and stopping by.